Today it's another blast from the past, and we go back to 2013, an interview I did with Dr. Don Klautman, the retired professor of aquatic biology at Bemidji State University, who helped Northland Tackle develop the impulse baits. It's coming up next. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Joining me today, retired Bemidji State University aquatic biology professor, Dr. Don Cloutman. And he is living in southwest Kansas these days. We're glad to have him back in Bemidji so we can talk to him about a topic we talk about a lot, Don, on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, and that is the impulse baits from Northland Tackle. I've talked to Northland Tackle guys about it. I've talked to different anglers about it. They love the impulse baits. I know the general story that they work with Bemidji State on coming up with these incredible baits. And finally get to talk to the guy who figured it all out. Tell us a little bit, Don, about that process. Well, I guess the story all started about three years ago during the summer. I had just started a sabbatical, a one-semester sabbatical, so I was in my basement working on a couple of manuscripts from some research I was trying to get caught up on, and Gary Morgel calls me up, asked if I wanted to maybe do some testing on some flavors they were wanting to develop for, for their lures. I thought, well, that's kind of an interesting project, so I got with them and talked about it a little bit. One of the things they wanted to do in developing this lure was to develop something that really worked, and they wanted to know if it worked or not. So I said, okay, we're in. We'll set up some experiments and test it. And so they were as interested in knowing whether it didn't work as whether it worked, because they didn't want to market a product that didn't work. So we got together, set up an experimental design. We had just moved into our new facility in Satgast Hall, and so part of the project was Northland helping us with new equipment, aquariums and things like that. So that was a plus for us, as well as it was for Northland developing the lure. We had to order some fish from a hatchery, a thousand largemouth bass, and so we brought the fish in, and then it was just a process of learning how to deal with these fish. When we brought them in, it was about a week and a half before they even wanted to start feeding again from the stress of moving them several hundred miles. Then we found out the stress just from moving them from our holding tanks to aquaria. It would take at least a week for the fish to settle down to even want to start feeding to do the experiments. So it's a little longer process than we thought, but we got all that figured out. And I guess to make a long story short, we tested a formula that Gary and Chris had in mind. It was a pretty complicated and fairly expensive formula. I knew most of it, but there were a couple of components I didn't know and I didn't want to know. (laughs) And we tested the formula, and frankly, it wasn't working all that well. We'd run quite a few reps and everything and it wasn't working the way they I knew they wanted it to work and so I was about to walk out the door of the lab and turn out the lights there was these fish in the aquarium along the wall there and for some I don't even know why reason I decided I was going to try something a little bit different mainly with the components they already had there a little simpler formula just on a whim I tested five fish right there in a matter of minutes and they all gulped the stuff down so I went up to my office and I 
called Chris. I said, well, I got bad news for you. Your formula isn't working. (laughs) Great. Then I said, well, just on a whim, I tried something, and it looks like it's working. So that meant a whole new series of experiments. And so we did that, and this stuff was really working. We tested it against their old sow sauce. We tested it against a major competitor, and we had a few different concoctions, mainly percentage of ingredients, and run a series of tests on that. The formula we developed was almost 100% the fish would grab the stuff and swallow it. An interview from 2013 with Dr. Don Klautman, retired aquatic biologist at Bemidji State University, discussing how he worked with Northland Tackle to develop the impulse lures. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. A best of week this week, and we're going back to 2013, an interview I did with Dr. Don Klautman, a former aquatic biologist at Bemidji State University who helped Northland Fishing Tackle develop the impulse lures. To the average person, explain what this looks like. How are we determined they like this better than the other stuff? Yeah, good question. I don't know how many trade secrets I can give about all the experimental protocol, but these were hatchery fish used to feeding on pellets. So it was a type of pellet that we were feeding these fish. We had a control group, which was a really good control group. Every time a fish would take a pellet to the control group, they would spit it out immediately, within a second. And so we had a great control, 100% they'd spit it out after they tasted it. We had a control group and then we had different treatments of our flavor versus some others. So we just randomly selected fish, randomly selected the treatments to give to the fish in the order in which we give them. It was a blind test. I actually had students helping with the test. They didn't know what each one of the treatments were, so it was a blind test. So it was well replicated and randomized to create less bias in the experiment. We would drop a pellet in the aquarium. If a fish was not interested in taking the pellet, it was not an attractant. It's a flavor more than an attractant. So if the fish were not interested in eating to begin with, it was not attracting the fish to the bait. But if the fish were interested in taking the bait, they would take it in. If they liked it, they'd swallow it. If they didn't like it, they'd spit it out. And so we would time the amount of time that the fish would take this pellet in. If they didn't like it, they usually spit it out within a second. Sometimes they'd mull something around a little bit and then spit it out. So we were timing from the time the fish took it in and whether or not they spit it out. So it was an amount of time the bait was in the mouth and the percentage of times they spit the bait out. So we were looking at that. Those were the response variables. Our flavor, if the fish went ahead, even if it was a light bite, they would go ahead and swallow, usually within a second. Just go ahead and gorp it down. Some of the other flavors we were testing, actually some of the competitor stuff's pretty good, but a third of the time they might go ahead and mull it around a little bit and then spit it out. Our stuff, if they took it, it was 100% almost. It was 99% take it, gulp it down, and usually gulp it down within a second or two. And we're all about the walleye here. I mean, mm-hmm. we have a lot of bass anglers here, but it's all about the walleye. And I understand impulse baits are used there. Did you change the formula? How did uh, that work? I didn't test on walleye. I just tested on bass. And what Chris or Gary did with the formula after I gave them the information, I'm not sure. I don't know whether they've changed, tweaked the formula a little bit or not. So I don't really know on that. But just intuitively from my experience as a fisherman growing up and my knowledge of systematic biology, relationships of fish, what they eat, I would think this thing would work pretty well on walleye as well as largemouth bass and maybe even some panfish. It's 
seems to. Seems it to seems to. I haven't tested it much personally, you know, scientifically in the field. I know it works great in the lab, and we did test it after it was infused in some lures, and it still worked great there. And I know Gary and Chris have field tested it some, and I just talked to Chris the other day, and he said that they've had good comments from fishermen about it. The thing that I hear is basically what you just explained in the laboratory setting. When they eat it, they eat it. And even walleye, mm-hmm. which is unusual, of yeah, course. right. And so it's not an attractant that's going to bring fish to the bait, but if the fish is halfway interested in eating and maybe in a light bite, and you know how walleye can have a light bite where you hardly know that they're on the uh-huh. bait. I think this is where if they get it on or in their mouth, they're going to go ahead and take it on down. So you got more time to set the hook. Now, I know this is the Northland tackle equivalent of the Colonel of Seven Herbs and Spaces, so I'm mm-hmm. sure we're not allowed to talk about anything right. specific. But how does it make you feel as one who was part of this, seeing the way this has taken off and been quite a success in right. the industry? It's great to me because one of the things that Gary and Chris wanted to do in developing this was actually increase the number of employees, just employment here in Bemidji. And they said they might put 30 more people on, I don't know what they've done, but I'm sure they've had to add staff. So just for economic development, it has been great. I like to do these applied type of studies. Let's talk a little bit about aquatic biology. What drew you into this field to begin with? Well, probably like most people that get into this field, we grew up fishing and being outdoors and hunting and that type of thing. My dad took me fishing in farm ponds in southwest Kansas and some state fishing lakes and things like that. So it's just love of fishing and outdoors. You're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. It's a best of week this week, and this interview comes from 2013. Dr. Don Cloutman, former aquatic biologist at Bemidji State University, who worked with Northland Fishing Tackle in developing the impulse lures. How did you find your way to Bemidji State? Well, it was kind of a circuitous route, I guess. I graduated from Fort Hayes State in Kansas, a school pretty similar to Bemidji. It was an old teacher's college-turned university. Got a pretty good degree there. Spent a couple of years in the Army in the late 60s and then went to graduate school at Arkansas, which has a lot of pretty good aquatic resources. Then I went to work for Duke Power Company in North Carolina, monitoring fish around power plants for about 15 years. Everybody said, Don, you're a teacher, and I kind of knew it, too, and so So I went back to school, got my Ph.D. at Mississippi State, and this job happened to be open when I graduated from there, and it just fit my personality and what I like. Where better to do aquatic biology than northern Minnesota, Lake District, right? Oh, yeah. they offered the job, and the rest is history. How many years were you at Bemidji State? Fourteen. Obviously, this is a great thing for Bemidji State as well Mm -hmm. to show what this university can do for the community. This was kind of a win-win-win situation. It was good Mm -hmm. for the university. It was good for Northland. It was good for the community. I think it was a win-win-win-win. It was good, <laughs> good for fishermen, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. <laughs> Talk a little bit about the Aquatic Biology Department at Bemidji State. This was obviously it in action. Mm-hmm. I recall discussing with DNR personnel a couple of years ago that some of the aquatic biology students were working on projects over on Leech Lake. With Rusty Crayfish. Rusty Crayfish. In fact, yeah. I was in on that project. We got a research grant through Henry Drews at the DNR. Had a graduate student that actually wrote a master's thesis on that. Yeah, I was pretty deeply involved in that project. Yeah, we tried to get as many projects with the DNR and the Forest Service and other agencies, applied science, so when these guys get out, they can get a job and something they really like to do. And obviously, uh, the DNR fisheries personnel, that would be the type of education they would have. Right, yeah, most of their biologists have either a fisheries or some sort of aquatic biology background. We're training most of our students to end up working for resource agencies of some type. So when you're not up here visiting your family, what are you doing with yourself these days? kind of interesting. I've heard people say when they retire, they're always busy and wonder how they ever got anything done when they were working, and I found that out to be true. (laughs) 
parents. We went back to southwest Kansas. I had elderly parents, needed a little bit of looking after, so did that about two or three days out of the week, keeping on top of them. And then my dad passed away in December, and then my mom, she's 90, and developing a few health issues. So we're spending quite a bit of time doing that. Sure. And then I just built a garage and a man cave. The weather's been kind of crummy down there, too, so I haven't had a chance to get a lot of fishing in, but at least I plan to start doing that when I get back. The white bass and wipers and crappie are about to bite down there now. So I'm curious, as a guy who's been throughout a number of different areas in the nation, how does northern Minnesota stack up fishing-wise with the rest of the nation? Well, I think it's the Mercedes Benz. <laughs> In Kansas, we fish a lot of farm ponds and things. And, you know, you catch bass and bluegill, and I even fish for bullheads down there. In the Carolinas, it's mainly largemouth bass and sunfish. And on the coast, it's striped bass. And then, of course, here it's walleye, mainly muskies, if you're trophy fishing. So each one of them are a little bit different and have their own style of fishing and everything. But I think just in terms of the number of fish you can catch and the quality of fishing, Minnesota's pretty hard to beat. I think the other thing that I like about it compared to when I'm fishing out in the Dakotas or something. You got that mix of the lake, the forest surrounding it, the, right. the whole outdoor experience. Right. Yeah. Well, this was a great story. I've always been curious as to how it all came about. And it's just a great example of, as you were saying, practical application right. on how aquatic biology can be used. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a little bit of serendipity involved in coming up with the formula. It was something we didn't originally plan. It just evolved as we went along. And you took their basic components. Right. Did some Use tweaking. your doctoral yeah. knowledge. Actually, it was probably about as much percentage of experience growing up fishing and what we were using for bait then the scientific background of statistical design curiosity which i think is the most important aspect of any scientist it's not so much the intelligence as it is hard work and curiosity and then just following unbiased protocol as best you can great story really interesting facts and of course as we know the impulse baits are tremendously successful yeah i think they're having good success with it i've seen it on the shelf down in kansas city at a cabela's i've seen it in walmart's and dodge city in kansas so it is getting out of the upper midwest and branching out a little bit and you say i had something to do with that. Yeah, I had something to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> Retired aquatic biology professor Dr. Don Klopman happened to be in Bemidji visiting family, and he was nice enough to stop over and talk about this great story with us, the impulse baits at Northland Tackle. Don, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate it. Okay, it was great being here. Enjoy telling the story. <laughs> By the way, it was after doing this interview, I got the idea of doing Ask the Aquatic Biologist, and that's how we got to be friends with the current aquatic biologist at Bemidji State University, Dr. Andrew Hafes. Now with COVID and the shutdown of schools and everything that happened this past spring, really didn't get a chance to check in with Andy this year. I am hoping to have him on during Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors through this fall or winter and definitely hope to have him back by next year for Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. That'll do it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, Roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents, 17 plus. Call of Duty Points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.